I kept expecting the NRA to call the San Francisco City Council domestic terrorists. And just imagine if they were like, yeah, look how many people are on the streets. It's like, damn, the NRA's got a point, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I'm on their side. <laughs> like, look how many, you know, low-income neighborhoods have public schools that are like defined. I'm like, the NRA's got some points. That French dude knows what he's talking about. Um, it's weird that his name, I don't know if he is French, but that the head of the NRA, his last name is like LaPierre or something. Why? How are you okay with that? It's like the Constitution. It's like you're going to let some fucking, that's just xenophobia versus NRA. Real good move, Bor. Okay. Um, no. San Francisco is strange. I mean, I didn't know there were that many open units available in San Francisco. Damn. We really fucked ourselves, huh? We should all leave here. Okay, maybe not. Let's stay. But I I don't really talk about being Jewish because I remember specifically when I was a kid, my grandma would tell me not to make fun of Jews because she would say, think about all the Jewish relatives we've had that died in the Holocaust. Think about how they would feel about you making fun of yourself like that and your own people. Um, that's what she would tell me. And that's a pretty high bar to set for jokes, you know? Like, do you know how hard it is to please six million Jews? You know, it's not easy. I'd rather get a tattoo. <laughs> uh, that is, I saw someone with a tattoo that was like one of those like Holocaust tattoos and they were Jewish and they said that their their grandfather had died in a concentration camp. So in order to, in, in the way to honor his memory, they got a tattoo of his number. I'm like, are you fucking stupid? <laughs> you know, like, are you fucking stupid? You're gonna get, it's like if you're whoever was executed for being a political, yeah, I'm going to kill myself to honor his memory. I'm going to kill myself. It's just like, stu it's just stupid. I told them it was cool. I kept all this back, but in my head, I was like, this person's stupid. Um, this person's not smart. Um, no, my, I'm a, I grew up in a very political family because I was born in Russia. My family's from the Soviet Union. So grew up with a lot of politics, but I felt like it was the bad kind of politics. Like my dad is, my family's very communist, like genuinely pretty communist. Like in America, I think people view like Obamacare as communist, like, which is like trying to help some people. You know, and in, in Russia, like it's not communism till everyone has to have it and it doesn't work, <laughs> you know, and a lot of people are dead for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why that's a part of it. I don't know why Marx wrote that <laughs> means of production, dead people uh, Two, we need people to die. <laughs> it's a weird thing. I don't know why he said that. Um, it was, communism's weird. It, it is weird how people in America, like even Greece, which also different. I didn't even know weed was illegal in Greece, um, which is, is it? So so weird. All these countries are like, we're hero and we're fucking gas and environmental. Duh, duh, duh. It's like, you're fucking, what, Greek yogurt has like 84 grams of sugar and weed's illegal? <laughs> That's fucking bullshit. Greece was taken over by fascists. Yeah? That's not nice that they did that. Why'd they do that? Why'd they do that? <laughs> I'd like to have a podcast just called, why'd they do that? They shouldn't do that. 
That sucks. That sucks. I, I grew up in San Francisco, but I, I never really got into weed. Um, and I think it's because all my teachers were pretty big potheads, and they sucked, you know? <laughs> they were so bad. I swear, I had, a, I had a third grade teacher who I remember, like, because I remember it was, like, the first time we, someone actually addressed weed. And this teacher was like, look, we were in third grade. That's super young for a teacher. He was like... You're gonna hear that weed's a gateway drug. Let me tell you this weed's a getaway drug for your mind And I was like this dude sucks, you know, he's the worst <laughs> He was an open mic comedian. No, he wasn't but dude sucked so he sucked And I just never got I never got into weed um, just never did and I feel like a lot of my classmates did when they were pretty young, and I, I never did because I also, I feel like I, I think, <laughs> like I always thought you should ha have goals before you started abandoning them, you know? That was more my opinion on the matter. I do love edibles now, but that's mostly because I just love to eat, <laughs> you know? It's kind of a cop-out. Like, I just like brownies, you know? I've eaten spoiled brownies before, you know? You think I wouldn't eat weed brownies. <laughs> You're underestimating how much I fucking love brownies, you know? I just love to fucking eat. The one thing I've been trying to do... Did you like me? No? You're good? Okay. The one thing I've been trying to do on my way to work... Well, I'm always trying to... I'm, I'm hypersense. I've never noticed how many lights there are muting. This could become a dental office very easily, I'm pretty sure. Um, while we're doing this, which might be... That's one way to get kids to not be afraid of the dentist is to do an open. They'll be like, I never want to do. I never want to be around comedy again. But that dentist was amazing. The drill hurt, but oh my god, not worse than those jokes. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, I've been trying to. I've been trying to listen to like a guided meditation on my way to work. Um, trying to like calm myself and like you know, focus on my breathing. And I found that pretty hard to do because like I take the. I take the bar. I take Bart to work and so like I'm sitting here listening to a guided meditation dude right next to me is shooting up you know and that's weird like we're both focusing on, on our breath but in a different way you know and I feel like we're both after the same thing but like he's gonna get there quicker oh my god enlightenment's gonna hit him so much quicker than me you know I got headphones he's got needle that's what's gonna happen do you like, I don't know, do I, I don't even like living in San Francisco, but like I, ne I moved here when I was four, never really had a choice, you know? I'm not a fan of earthquakes, earthquakes scare me. You grew up here, Cole, do you, are you scared of earthquakes? Yeah, dude, I don't know how we do this, how we're okay with uh, earthquakes. Um, that's why it's like, when people are like, I'm really scared that like, the fucking government's gonna come after us, and I'm, uh, thank God, <laughs> at least it's not an earthquake, <laughs> please. Uh, just not an earthquake, that's all I want. Um, did I even write anything else? Mm, what was I saying? Something about Hitler. <laughs> Something about Hitler. That would be a great book. Something about Hitler. A children's book about Hitler. That doesn't exist. Something about Hitler. First page, he killed a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> Second page, he everyone poops. <laughs> it's a mix. It's a compilation. All right, that's it for me. Guys, clap for Pam. Chicago, yay! That was so funny, kids. Teaching. I, I'm sorry that your third grade teacher was was a stoner. I I teach I teach kids here uh, once a week, and uh, they're in junior high. And they the other week they were in here, and one of them just asked, uh, "Hey Pam, why does it always smell like marijuana in here?" And I told the kids, "Well, 
This is a space where adults hang out and marijuana is legal for adults and everyone who rents for me is an adult, so adults choose to do things like that. And they were all like, oh, okay. <laughs> Did I explain it right? Was that... <laughs> I hide the bong every time before they come over. Like, I totally hide it, and there's no weed out. Okay. <laughs> it's good. Affecting the youth in a positive way. I, I am like, I feel like a sloth. I feel like the lie, and there's, and now all I can think is like, I'm in the dentist's light. Where's the nitrous? Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, your last comedian of the night. I'm so excited to hear what he has to say. He oftentimes talks about children, which makes me laugh. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for John Gallagher! Yeah! Well, thanks for sticking around, guys. Um, I appreciate it. Um, also, here, I'll give you back your thing if you want it. You want your thing? Yeah, here you go. Cool, yeah. Give it up for Pam one more time, huh? Yeah. Yeah, everybody sticking around. Um, I like I was a uh, I, I worked around with kids as a substitute teacher. I was also a tour guide, and uh, I mean, let's just keep the Nazi shit going since we're in like the sweet pocket. You know what I mean? The fucking killer pocket. OMG. Yeah, yeah. By the way, for you guys that don't know what that means, we all host literally the same open mic in fucking. That is, if you guys want to come do an open mic Sunday or Tuesday at a gay bar, feel free anytime. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, we're just the we're sli- yeah gentrifying every minority space. We're taking over queer spaces. We're taking over brown spaces. We're a disease. We're what fucking Hugo Weaving was talking about in the Matrix. You know what I mean? Just like we're creeping in. Uh, no, my, my favorite, uh, dude, my favorite thing to bring up on tourists if I like, they like prove they were cool or whatever is like, hey, uh, fun fact, second largest Nazi gathering in the U.S. in 1935. Where was it? Anybody, does anybody know? Uh, no, so it was San Francisco City Hall, 1935, baby! Yeah, so first one, Madison Square Garden. Number two, San Francisco City Hall. So we got a, yeah, yeah, it's a fun one. Yeah, think about Madison Square Garden. What a concert, huh? <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that was, like, the funniest thing is I remember, like, I think it was, was it Dice that was the first comedian to sell at Madison Square Garden? Was that the first one? It's like, th- those makeups of both those crowds probably very similar. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like <laughs> and the Nazis are back to see Andrew Dice Clay! It's like, woo, yeah! We love the Dice Man! <laughs> we love fucking Dice! And we hate minorities! Like, woo! But we love leather! Yeah! <laughs> Nazis did love leather. I think that's the biggest thing that's so disappointing now. It's like, remember when Nazis were cool looking? It's like, now they're all fucking dorks, dude. It sucks. Every Nazis posts on 4chan or 8chan. There's a cool article on HN today. That was fun to read. Anyway, getting sidetracked from all the cool. You said, come on, John, stay in the Nazi pocket, huh? Actually, we, no, we talked about everything else. We talked about Trump, talked about housing in San Francisco, talked about fucking Nazi shit. Let's talk about the Joker movie. We haven't talked about that yet, dude. It's all a, it's all a continuation of both. I love that everybody's getting so mad about the fucking Joker movie. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, it's so funny because they're like, no, we can't represent incel white people on screen. God, no. There's, we can't do that. It's like, <laughs> like the argument's like, if you give like a, a white fucking dude that doesn't fuck, like uh, no representation 
Twitch stream. Like, if you fucking make him watch, like, happy people, he's like, well, I won't want to murder anymore. <laughs> like, like, fucking make a dude that wants to commit a mass shooting watch Baywatch. He will fucking want to murder everybody, dude. It's like, that will make him kill way more people. Like, fucking make every incel shooter watch Crazy Rich Asians. He's like, oh, they're rich and crazy? And they're fucking no! It's like, gonna fucking <laughs> gonna kill every Asian person. They're billionaires. They're all billionaires having sex on yachts, and I'm just sitting here fucking jerking off with my AR-15. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I just <laughs> fucking the goddamn Joker thing makes me so laugh so much. I also, actually, one thing that's cool right now is uh, the insult cuck. I fucking love the insult cuck. Dude, fucking calling people cucks all goddamn day. You can't fuck. Somebody else has to fuck for you. You're a loser. You're a nerd. It's like the best. But also, you kind of feel like cucks get a bad rap, don't you think? You know what I mean? Because what is a cuck but just the best manager? You know what I mean? <laughs> You're just a master delegator, you know what I mean? It's like, what am I good at? Beating off spreadsheets. What are you good at? Fucking my wife, so you go ahead. <laughs> like, I think that's fucking hilarious. Cucks, funny. Like, nobody chooses their fetish. Nobody, like, uh, like you know, every fetish I just I can't help but think was a joke, you know what I mean, at some point. Like, nobody else just, like, popped out of the womb and was like, now it's time to fuck some feet. Like, that's, like, somebody was just like, isn't this funny? Oh, I need this now. Like, that's how... <laughs> It's just like, it's like the it's like the point of no return. It's like let's Google some amputees from Vietnam. Oh God, I got a boner. <laughs> now I gotta go deep into Craigslist. I <laughs> <Yeah>, man. <laughs> I think that's fun. That's a fun thing. I uh I, yeah, and I uh I'm thinking about that too much. Too many fetish things because I've been uh well I don't, I don't I gotta do something different because you guys have heard this shit too much. Is it okay? Okay. I'll do it. They just, we, we fucking tell each other jokes all the time. I feel like everybody's having fun. We're bringing new stuff to the table, you know? <laughs> fucking what I do. I'm just sitting here branded. I'm, Sa I'm San Francisco, baby. I'm wearing, the, I'm wearing the hoodie I bought in. And what did San Francisco do, huh? Move me to Oakland. Fuck, you know? <laughs> <laughs> fucking betrayed me. And kicked me out. Fucked my ass and kicked me out on the, on the curb. Like, yeah, yeah, Oakland's cool. It's fun. Uh, but no, what was I going to say? I w I've been on the subreddit for dragons fucking cars all the time. That's what I was thinking about that. So this, yeah. And it's like just a matter of time before that's the, I mean, it's a joke now. Like I'm laughing at it. But pretty soon that's going to be the only way I come. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's like a given in my head. I'm just like, yeah, this is going to be what I need pretty soon. My girl, like I'll just be talking to my, my girlfriend just be like, oh, so like, what if we mixed it up tonight? She'd be like, oh, what do you mean? Like uh, blindfolds, handcuffs? I'm like, all right, I got green dragon paint and wings. And I need you to act like a Toyota Tercel for about 15, 15 minutes. Honk is the safe word, and just just stay there. <laughs> and I like to use I like to use those shitty cars as a reference because that's one of the greatest things. People are lovingly hand illustrating these like amazing dragons, and they're all just like having like you know dragon dick up tailpipes and stuff of just like the shittiest cars, which is weird. <laughs> Like, why do these dragons have low self-esteem? You know what I mean? Like, dude, you're a 10. You know, you could fuck, fuck a cooler car, at least. Like, why are these dragons all fucking, like, four-door sedans, you know? And, like, station wagons? It's like, are they, they should be the easiest prey. It's like, fuck a Bugatti, dude. Be cool. Fuck a, fuck a cool car or something. I don't know. <laughs> I can't. It's too fast. <laughs> so stupid. But like, do you think like he, he can't find the clitoris on a Lamborghini? You know what I mean? He can't fucking stimulate the fucking crankshaft. 
I don't know, dude. I don't know, man. I, uh, uh, <laughs> uh man, I was over in Oakland. I was fucking his first Fridays today. I was uh, walking around over there. I felt so bad because I was just wearing headphones. Like I'm actively just trying to block out culture. I'm like, no, not for me. No, thank you. I'm going back to San Francisco, <laughs> sir. Like people are just having fun and playing music. I'm like, mm, no, 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 no. Like literally playing Bruce Springsteen on like my thing. It's like, yeah, the real, the real voice of a generation, Bruce Springsteen, that guy from fucking Baby Boomers. That's what I'm jamming to. Fucking, actually, that is a real thing. <laughs> Me and my girlfriend have like got into Bruce Springsteen. That's fucking. Into, why? 2019. What the fuck, dude? You know, <laughs> who's the guy I relate to? The guy that the the fucking actor school dropout that pretended to be around machines all day. <laughs> <laughs> I wear a jean jacket and I'm super horny around crankshafts. <laughs> I've written 15 albums about it. <laughs> That's it just every Bruce Springsteen song, I feel like. You could just make it that way. It's like fucking, oh, I'm on fire around oil. Uh, <laughs> wheels are spinning. <laughs> Can I come? Dark, 9-11. <laughs> he did make an entire album about 9-11. As he should. He's the boss. Actually, that song, do you guys see The Wrestler? You guys remember The Wrestler, right? Fuck, man, that song he made for The Wrestler, like, I remember it being so emotional. Have you listened to it recently? Like, it's just, it's so, it's fucking hilarious. He's like, the, the, the first lyric is, have you ever seen a one-legged one man hopping in a field? You're like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> He's like, no. Why would I see that? <laughs> He's like, have you ever seen this? What the, is this a relatable experience? Just, <laughs> like, just him watching this, this tortured fucking one-legged man. And he's just like, I gotta write this down. <laughs> People, people have to know this guy's not going anywhere, and I'm here to write about it. <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Bruce Springsteen, huh? Who knew I had so much to say about the boss? Is that's why? That is a weird. Isn't it also weird that the the champion of the working class is also the the fucking top of the top of the line? It seems a little cocky. You know what I mean? He's like, I'm fucking working. I'm at the bottom. He's like, but I'm in charge. Like, no, you're not. You fucking, which one is it? Make up your mind. The proletariat or the fucking, you know, the working, working guys. I don't know, man. I, uh, uh, oh, well, fucking, okay, this is a fun one to do. I was, I was like, uh, when I was, a couple of days ago, I was walking around and, uh, uh, I was walking through Oakland and I was feeling nice about myself. And here's the thing. It's like, sometimes life just likes to tell you how you, how, wh what is really going on. And I was happy and this old man sees me and what he just says automatically, I was like, hmm, looks like your skateboarding days are over. <laughs> just keeps walking. <laughs> And just, goddamn, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, such a ruthless burn for fucking no reason. It's like, this old man's just like, you know, giving me passive-aggressive ant compliments. What the fuck? <laughs> He's like, mm, guess you never hop on that two-wheel again, you know? It's like something you hear over a thing. Like, in one sense, he was just like, you know what, you remind me of the glory days. And they're over, kid. And <laughs> just walks, no more, see you later. <laughs> and he hops on his little, his little horned, his little one-wheeled cycle and goes away. 
Man, this you need to actually, dude. Uh, this is real. This is real too. Actually, they're both real. I shouldn't. Uh, that, like that was a real thing that happened. It's not a lie. I was every every now and again, you know, like you're walking around here and you're like, man, San Francisco sucks. It's boring. Like I said that out loud, and then as if like the gods of San Francisco were listening. As soon as I said this, like a couple blocks over, a dude dressed as Abraham Lincoln with a dwarf rolled through the intersection, hit each other, and almost got into a fight. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like God's like I don't think so. <laughs> Here's that. Check that out. <laughs> Stay on your toes. Stay on your toes. Another one. Uh, uh, this dude. This is at Pride. Pride was walking around, and uh, this guy's just he's like in a, a business suit and just sitting on the ground. And I'm like, hey man. And he's like, like he's not talking. But he's like, yeah. He's like, cool. You're partying. And then he's like, opens up his suit. And he takes out his suit jacket, and he's got takes out a can of dust off. And I was like, okay. And he just rips like a fucking a snort of the dust off, just inhales like half the can. And I'm like, whoa. And he's like, ha ha. And then puts it back in here. I'm like, dude, that's that's fucking partying, dude. That rules. That's fucking cool as shit. That's a cool way to live your life. That's how you party, dude. Like, crazy. This is right off Sixth Street, you know. Like, we're like that was the crazier thing. He's sitting on the ground. You're like, dude, heroin is like right there. Why would you? I like to rob CVS first. <laughs> this is all part of the thing. This is all part of the thing. Dude, actually, well, this is a fun story I haven't told you guys. Uh, fucking, I have to go. I got to go back to Reno, Nevada this weekend. Speaking of which, who wants to host OMG for me on Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it later on Sunday. Uh, dude, I remember. I just remember this story. So I was at a, an OMG. <clears throat> Or I was in Rio, Nevada, and like you always were. I'm getting older. Like I was joking about being 45. I'm 32. It's gonna be 32 in the next little bit. So it's like not even that far off. You know what I mean? Not even that different. And fucking uh, like, like I was. I remember the the guys that were going through mid midlife crisis, which is fucking always like the scariest thing in the world. And one of these guys like would show up. He's my buddy Jim. Like I've known him for years now. And like this dude walks into one of the open mics one time, and then he gets fucking arrested, like taken out by cops. And we're like, fuck, what did he, did Jim, he just went through a divorce. We're like, did Jim fucking murder his wife? Is that, does that happen? We're like really genuinely scared. And they take him down. And then we hear, like, I got, I had pick him up from jail the next day in county. And then he gets picked up. And then he tells me the story, which is that he, as a 44 or 45, whatever year old man, he started tagging. <laughs> it's like, fucking what like what a weird act out you know of like weird aggression he's like mm, I'm powerless mm. and, and, and this but like they didn't catch this is the thing cops didn't catch him for tagging what happened instead was so he's tagging fucking parking meters like in Reno Nevada <laughs> you're like what okay and so he's just like scribbling he's got a paint pen and all this shit it's like yeah fuck the man it's like you're the man you're that's you what are you you fucking you're a, a dad you know <laughs> and, he, and as he as he's doing it <laughs> He's doing it. It's like a homeless guy sees him in downtown Rio, Nevada, and fucking looks at him and goes, "Hey, you know that's illegal. You can't do that." And he's like, "You know what? How about you go fucking mind your own business, asshole?" And then, yeah, exactly. Just like, why would you? What a fucking shitty thing to do. And he walks up. He's like, hey, "I told that guy." Fucking starts scribbling more on shit. Right next to where he was tagging was like the thing that goes like, "Report graffiti to the police for five hundred dollars." <laughs> And so we're, we're sitting there in this open mic. The homeless guy that he was talking all this shit to for no fucking reason walks into the mic, brings police, does this, and he gets paid 500 bucks. This guy goes to jail. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, exactly. That, yeah, fuck him, dude. That sucks. That fucking sucks. You only hurt yourself, you know? 
and you act out in weird ways. But yeah, never shit on homeless people. That sucks. It's lame. Don't do that. It's not a nice thing to do. I uh, also, man, uh, was talking about ex- disclosing cool Nazi information with tourists. Uh, <laughs> sometimes people, like, it's weird how, did you guys ever work as tourist, tour guides or anything? No. Yeah, it's fucking weird, man. Oh, it kind of like just like just by bringing family around and friends around stuff. Yeah, it's fucking strange, man. Like the weird thing is when you're like a professional like tour guide, it's your job. It's weird how often people just open up with just horrifying shit constantly. Like people just disclose like their marriages are falling apart or like a kid died. You're like I'm fucking working for a tip right now, so fucking I just don't need to hear this. One of these times I was taking around like these nurses and this nurse. Like I just I, I asked this randomly and the because like I have friends in the medical profession. He was like we get bored. And I was like, hey, what's the worst thing you've seen? Already a bad start. <laughs> Already a bad start. And what this guy says is he goes, uh, yeah, one time uh, we saw a lady give birth to a chihuahua. <laughs> and a what? Indeed. <laughs> and I was like, well, I can't segue to her anymore. <laughs> we got to take a breather now, buddy. And then so what he said, what he, the reason he was, uh, saw that was uh, this lady walks into Oakland General and she's into sounding. Do you guys know what sounding is? So that's where, you, that's where you put shit in your body because it feels good, right? And it's just like, you just put, yeah, so you put stuff. So this lady had a chihuahua and was like, this is my baby. And like gets all fucking methed up, shoves a fucking chihuahua inside of herself, goes to the hospital, is like, I'm having my baby. And these, these doctors are like, no, you're not. You're not fucking pregnant. They're like, oh, but something's coming out. <laughs> Time to fucking put this lady on the table. And this dog pops out. And they're like, well, this is interesting. <laughs> Yeah, we gotta call a medical journal or something, and they find the thing. And then the weird, this is the craziest part. He said the puppy lived, and then one of the nurses adopted it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're like, that's you know, I mean, you think that dog will be cool after? <laughs> like, is that the dog you want? I want the dog covered in pussy juice. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't. Uh, fuck. Yeah, there's nothing. I don't know. This is, this is the weirdest one. That was the weirdest one I had. Uh, other one that we fucking had, uh, oh man, I'm trying to remember, there's some other good ones of some cool fucking shit. What's up, dude? Oh, I don't, I didn't ask for the name. I was just like flabbergasted by the entire, every detail before that. (laughs) I I probably, yeah. (laughs) 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 He just brings the dog back. He's like, here's my dog, pussy. (laughs) He's like, why'd you name your dog Pussy? Sit down. It's going to be a long story. <laughs> like how I met your mother, but with the dog. <laughs> but every day. <laughs> Dad, thanks for bringing this dog home. You're welcome, Junior. No, no, rub your face right in that fur. Yeah, that's a big... You're going to really like that smell. <laughs> you're going really, to really want to be familiar with that. It. Mm, I knew you were a coward boy. <laughs> I knew this wasn't for you. <laughs> you know what? That's a cool dad, right? Isn't that? Sounds like the coolest baby boomer dad. <laughs> Fishing. Oh, god damn it. I don't know, man. 
Yeah, I uh, like I tell a joke about uh, just an, like one of the clothes I use most of the time is about uh, tourists that see something that's horrible. And this is the, I'll just tell like the real thing that happened. Like I was doing a beer tour and uh, <laughs> these people that were just like dumb came in and fucking uh, they were already shitty. So I was like already just pissed about the fact that they were there and I had to take them out. And then I'm like, yeah, what fucking like what problems could you really deal with? Right. You're like mad. You saw like a homeless person. You're mad. You fucking had got lost in barred or something. And then they're like, we saw a man commit suicide today. <laughs> and I'm like, well, damn, that's, uh, well, you want to drink some beer? Fucking gear. First round's on me, man. <laughs> like, the weird thing was, like, how much beer changed them. You know what I mean? I think that's just, like the hardship of the Midwest, though. They're like, yeah, I got a couple pints. See a man die. Hmm. Tell the kids something about San Francisco. <laughs> Traveled out west. That's good. Oh boy, boy oh boy, we really did it. Thanks for like yeah, thanks for sticking around. I know it's like it's weird. <laughs> it was weird. Uh, I'll do. Yeah, I got this one. Uh, fucking uh, like it is weird. That, like stand up comedy is art. This is like another real thing, right? Isn't that a weird? The weirdest thing is like it's art, but it's the one we have to do like unfinished in front of people constantly. So it's like we're creating it and like you know like yeah, here's my shitty art. And people are like boo, it sucks. You're like yeah, you're right, it does, but it might not soon. Maybe, maybe it'll be good. It's like, or not. And like, so like the, but there's like no other art form where you like just like ha like put it together in front of people and hope it's good, you know? Like painting, right? Or art or filmmaking, right? Nobody's like editing. And like, what about this? Like, fucking, what, what am I, what are you talking about? What am I looking at? What the fuck is this? And then like you parade it around and like, do you, like there's no, like then you have to get the validation of like drunks and morons and people are there's like the worst opinions in the world, right? And they got to get their approval. Like, do you think like, okay, Picasso is the example I always use. Do you think Picasso could have created cubism if he had to tour it around the Midwest in progress? You know what I mean? If he's like, so there's like, look, I created a, it's a portrait of a lady. It's a 2D layout of perspective from every angle of this one item. And they're like, that is fucking stupid. Fuck you, Picasso. You're a fucking idiot. You're a fucking moron. That look, that painting looks like shit. And he's like, oh, okay, okay, I gotta win him back. I gotta win him back. But tits, and they're like, yeah, hey, fuck yeah, Picasso, he's back. So, all right, thanks, guys. John Gallagher, I, I can I host for you on Sunday? That, I would love to. I would love to put it in my thing. That would be super fun. Yeah, you should. Yeah, you should take um, another pastry for the road, uh, the plane, or however you're getting to Reno. Oh, you're just too. Yeah. I I don't know. It's place. I hear it was big. I heard it was big last week. There was Burning Man or something was happening, and that was like everybody was there. So the economy of Reno is going to be crazy. It was be like, wow, everybody's got poop everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, girl. Yeah, girl. Or like out in the fucking. I'm so glad I didn't have to go do that this year. <laughs> They were going to take me as a nanny, but then they didn't offer me enough money. And I was like, I'm just going to go to Greece. It's like, I like the ocean. I don't, I'm too old for that shit. Uh, thanks, you guys, for staying up all night with us. Um, and there's more pot food if you want to take some and stuff. Thanks to David Zunzu. Thank you guys, seriously, for coming out. Woo!
Someday I'll be good at promotion and then this place will be full. Uh, <laughs> all right, everybody have a good night. Bye, yay! Angeles, you know, the sun shines all the time, oh. except for some isolated weeks in the winter, but... You know, and that's one difference. That's one difference. No. Plutonia, the driving is so different also. Oh, the driving? Yes. You know, not to mention the cops. Oh, no, well, we can't forget the cops. No, so those differences there. How could you forget those? No, we can't forget those, no question about it. But anyway, let's segue to this. You know, how many people out here, you know, not did, did the great part anyway, let's segue to this. You know, real funny, but almost funny. Not, not what we call a big yuck. No, not the big yuck, no. But enough for some chuckles, maybe. Oh, sure. You know, oh, for example, for let me just say in Los Angeles, you know, the sun shines all the time. Oh. Except for some isolated weeks in the winter. But you know, and that's one difference. That's one difference. No. Plutonia, the driving is so different also. Oh, the driving? Yes. You know, not to mention the cops. Oh, no, well, we can't forget the cops. No, so those differences there. How could you forget? Those. No, we can't forget those, no question about it. But anyway, let's segue to this. Deuce, deuce, revival was my problem solver. Had a deaf girl, really didn't want to end Baba. In the life of a gangster, used to rob banker. But now I'm locked up, I'm just a punk low rankster. Jail cells know me too damn well. Seems like I built on earth my own personal hell. No matter how I climb, somehow I always fail. Guess a lot of players got this story to tell. No matter how full you roll, you simply cannot win. It's always fun in the beginning, but it's pain. 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 Ever since I was a minor, but now I'm on the bricks, deep in the mix. Crime smart, searching hard for some new street tricks. I think I'll join a gang, sling a little cane. Put a beeper on my belt and get myself a name. Fresh sneaker, silk shirts, 24-7 work. Nine to five to survive, you gotta be a jerk. I clock two grand a day. 
Yes, I was born to play. Who, me, at Nikki D's? It wouldn't work no way. I'm a big money haver, but not the last laugher. For me, and for me, makes me no autographer. Custody, my dreams, nightmares of capture. Paranoid of surveillance, phobia of cameras. My bank's bigger, but so are my fears. Past records, through players live limited years. But I'm unlike the rest, known to be the best. Fast money, true wealth, my eternal quest. I hustle all night long, there ain't no gain in rest. Close range bloods on my chest. I looked into his face. I thought he was my friend. My boy had set me up. This one would never mend. No matter who you trust, you simply cannot win. It's always fun in the beginning, but it's pain in the end. Pain, 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 She says, I scare her, got a light sunburn for too much poolside sitting. Call this phone, keeps me on, cause I ain't no quitting. Mine's in the money mode, seems like it's an explode. Curly's on my jammy, got a female overload. Young Street Messiah, professional liar. 19, got a Benz, 21, I retire. Crazy money, it ain't funny, sucker, loving my job. But just some people at my door that didn't even knock. Task force booming, dogging my crib out. Can't shout, FBI's got a gun in my mouth. Threw me on the floor, call my girl a whore. G's out of my mattress and was looking for more. Crack my safe with an axe, then he'll out to the map. When they see my money kicking it in 20 G stacks, book me on 10 counts with bells of different amounts. The charges stuck like glue, some that I couldn't pronounce. They threw my ass the book, my life was surely took. Then they gave my girl 10 years for hanging out with a crook. She played the game herself, fast lane, quick wealth. No respect for the law or the city's health. The sweat of hustlers' grief is not reserved for men. It's always fun in the beginning, but it's pain in it.
one other announcement, boys and girls. Today, we're adding the name of a new sponsor to our blacklist. We're adding the name of Pops, new breakfast cereal. And, of course, all the members, uh, boys and girls in good standing in the Uncle Freddy Club, that, of course, means you can't have Pops for breakfast in the morning <laughs> or uh, play with any little boys and girls who do eat Pops. Peterson.
you might hang on to him for 10 or 12 years, Freddie, or um, maybe you might uh, want to send him back to Uncle Freddie, and I'll send you back the magic decoder. Uh, don't mail him, Freddie. <laughs> the signal for our cartoon. Okay, everybody start marching and wave to your mommies and daddies as you go by the camp. That's the way, boys and girls. Keep waving. That's the way. Let's keep going, son. That's the way. Right out the door and mark fire escape. There you go.
Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're... Well, they're chosen by you. Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. A sketch show. We are so... We are so excited. Uh, <laughs> hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. How are you? Good. This is L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, which is where you can find us on the RSS feed if you're looking for a new podcast. We are also broadcasting live on mutinyradio.fm, as we do every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And it's spelled right on the flyer. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Our, our new flyer is out. And we are actually listed as L-W-A-F-L-M-O-T-Y. With Michael Spiegelman as P-E-I-G-E-F. Last year it was uh, S-P-I-G-A-G-O-L-E. I'm going to close the door. Spiegel, doesn't anybody speak German? It's like mirror. Spiegel. I E is the E sound in German. They're dumb coughs. Anyway, but it's all right. It's a really sweet flyer, so you should check it out. And you should go to miniradio.fm and check out the website there. Uh, We also have... Oh, I'm sorry. 
that was a dumb cough. Oh, you're, that was a dumb cough. Oh, you and your German humor. <laughs> we, uh, you can find us on uh, Facebook, Let's Watch Full Length Movie on YouTube, Blogspot, Let's Watch Full Length Movie on YouTube.blogspot.com. And we're also with our acronym on Twitter, YouTube, and uh, Twitch, which we will be broadcasting live on Twitch. Wow, that's great news. That's great news, isn't it? I just thought yeah. of it. Well, but we should Twitch. do it. Twitch. Mm-hmm. Which Twitch? Oh, God. Yeah, we'll be ready for them. So what we do here on the show is we watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Uh, my name is Mike Spiegelman. I'm here in San Francisco. Keeping safe. I hope everyone else is. And also we have Carl on the line uh, from New Jersey. Comedian Carl. Yes, good evening. And uh, I am it's afternoon for you, but I am on the East Coast, but not Jersey. I am actually talking to you in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Nice. There's a weird buzz on the phone. I have a weird buzz. Uh, oh, cool. So you're calling from Virginia, but it's still East Coast time as our show starts Correct. at 5 p.m. East Coast time. So, Carl. Bingo. I think we uh, promoted the show. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, you can catch us again. What is the movie we're watching today? Today we are watching Hot Dog, the movie. Not Hamburger. We've done that. Hot Dog, the movie. We have done Hamburger, the movie. This was the movie beforehand. Hamburger yeah. the Movie was directed and written by the writer of Hot Dog the Movie. I don't know about that anymore. The guy's name is Mike Marvin. Is that the writer of Hot Dog? I guess. Uh, hamburger, Hamburger? I Well, we'll, we'll find out. It's on our blog spot uh, for more information, as okay. well as our Twitter. So, okay, so uh, the movie's called Hot Dog the Movie. How can people find it? Who's hosting it on, uh, on YouTube? Okay, so... I simply typed in Hot Dog the Movie, no year. It is the year 1983, if you care to do that. It's, what came up was Hot Dog the Movie SD, and it's a, it's a Polish, I don't know, it's Polish Dar- hot dog. Oslaw, All right. A-A-R-O-S-L-A-W. Oh, and that's nice, he ends with the word Poland, they indicate that he is from Poland. Yes. All right, so He's go- a Podkarpaki uh, Polska. Oh, boy. So what we're going to do is we're going to watch this movie on YouTube uh, to experience the full concept of this two-hour podcast. Watch the movie and listen to us at the same time. You know what? Or, you know, tune us out and listen to the movie or tune the movie out and watch us. Listen to us. <laughs> doesn't matter. Just follow Just our feed. Just join us. Just yeah. join us. All right. So uh, we are here. Uh, I got the... Uh, I went to Hot Dog the Movie. I am. I pit paused and it's at zero, zero. We're going to have Paul Brumbaugh from the podcast Edge of Insanity, one of our show, the show right that precedes us, if you're listening live, to do the countdown. Go ahead and uh, get the mic up and do it. All right, guys. I know. All right, get the mic up. Oh, actually yeah, if he just get the mic up. Oh, All right, here we go, guys. Get your finger hovering over that play button in three, two, one, go. All right. Thank you, Paul. Ah. Thank you, Paul, for that. Thank this, you, Paul. This film has no problem. Hi, Carl. Hi. One, two, ready to do. Carl, is this Lion. the TV edit version? Is there going to be tits or no? I don't know because. Oh, okay. But it said it was modified. Uh, yeah, it was modified to fit your screen because usually they play it on uh, a movie screen. And if, you know, if it's got to fit onto a little YouTube thing now. So they modified. Yeah, now it's the same thing. All right, here we are. Yeah. Is he the good guy or the bad guy? Oh, he's our hero. He's the good guy. Harkin. He, he's not. He's a slob or a snob in this movie. He is a 
he's an innocent boy who's going to California to be in a ski contest, and he is very talented. His name's Patrick Hauser in real life, but he's Harkin Banks. Harkin Banks. Oh, it Harkin's Banks to the days when we used to ski. Way back when. Oh, Harkin Banks. He was in two other movies, and he was in this short-lived TV show called The Outlaws, or Outlaws. But really, today he's a he's an author. He oh. writes um. Nice jump. Fathers to be handbook and a roadmap for the tradition transition to fatherhood. He's a he's an author now. I wish I knew that beforehand. I would have read his book. Yeah, it's a little late for us both. Yeah. Well, maybe we could go, that's so Hudson. Or I don't know, Hudson <laughs> harkened back to a different that age. harkens back to your book. Harkin yeah. Bank. It's a very strict upbringing. It harkens back to the old days. <laughs> so we're watching a man ski and we're listening to a... Would you be jealous if, if you were at the studio and a band next to you was jamming like this? Are you... Okay, so I don't hear well the... the you have a band playing on your side? Yeah, I do. Huh. Do, 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 do. It's playing in the background in case we want to get sued. Here, I turned it off. But it's one of those inspirational 80s songs. Well, you know, this, this movie, this prototype of a ski competition, it's based on Caddyshack, right? The Snobs versus the no, Slobs? No, 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 no. It's based on this, guy, uh, this guy's life. Um, he, he, he was... Okay, his name's Mike Marvin, and he grew up in this town where we're going to... where the movie will take place. He was a skier, but... And he was on all... You know, he's on the circuit. He was a professional skier. But he also made skiing movies, and that led him to Hollywood. Because he skied there by mistake. <laughs> yep. Yeah. His skis were making that screech noise. <laughs> People were yelling, get off the intersection of Hollywood and Vine! <laughs> oh, I think I'm in Hollywood. He must be Polish. He's got the ski on the, uh, on the end. You know, I had a Polish friend go into, uh, he went, was in a store and he said, excuse me, I like a bologna sandwich with uh, pickles and mayonnaise. And the guy said, are you Polish? He goes, why? Because I like bologna with pickles and mayonnaise? He said, no, this is dry cleaners. <laughs> uh, you told me that joke a year ago. <laughs> I turned it into a Polish joke. How about that? There you go. Yeah, you turned it into, and that's appropriate for what we're seeing right now. Because it involves skis. Lots of... A lot of skiing. Yeah, I mean, it's not, he's not Polish, but he does grab poles by the neck. So this is his commute to um, California, to Squaw Valley, California, which Sweet. was the location of 1960s Olympics, Winter Olympics. Good old school, but now, by the 80s, it's a shattered remains. Right. Hobos. like movies. Yeah. yeah. The syphilis from the Olympic Village alone <laughs> wiped out a generation of... Uh, right. right. And it's dying out now. It's, it's so old, they're down to like two people with it last. Wow. And someone's killing that. So this is our heroine. Okay. All right. And she just and, scattered all her cassette tapes are like just all on the ground. She's not going to be able to listen to them again. Yeah. So the cases are out. Scatter. Mm-hmm. God. Thank God they weren't vinyl. Sunny. Okay. Because it's a snow it's on movie. On way to um, San Francisco. So she got kicked out of a car, so she just sort of blew off Harkin. Oh, I see. 
So that's, this this guy will never be seen again, or is this Harkin? This is Harkin, and then she's going to go, look, buddy, where are you going? She really sounds like um, Chatterbox. How about you? San Francisco. You remember Chatterbox? Want to ride? Chatterbox? What is that? That's our uh, review of the talking vagina. Oh, Chatterbox. Yeah. Oh, my God. The the, the, the musical about a singing vagina and the the (laughs) vagina Virginia. When I first heard her voice. Right. Perfect. Sounds like Sunny here in this movie. Yeah. Now, today, she's a news person. She's a CBS correspondent. Oh, the actress. Uh, yeah. CBS News Sunday morning reports for evening, CBS Evening News with Scott Pelley, 48 Hours. So the, she must get teased at the, uh, the company uh, Christmas Party. Because she did this film, and she also was in Bachelor Party. That was her only <gasps> other film. Which she was one of those girls, you know, sure. in the party. Sure. That's the greatest Friday. movie ever made. It is. <laughs> that harkens Hanks back to a time. That harkens Hanks to a time where Tom Hanks. It harkens Hanks to a time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's all squeaky. Can you hear the movie playing off the board? Yeah. Okay. Good. Because this, she, oh, by the way, the music in this film is horrible. I didn't even look up the soundtrack. It's just the exact movie you'd expect from an '80s. Well, I mean, I, I think back of South Park, who did a, a ski school, a ski 80s oh, yeah. competition movie, and they had like a shitty theme song as well. <laughs> well, it's like in a world where um, Men Without Hats is on the radio. And Good in a world. world. When Van Halen was just yesterday, uh-huh. that's where this, these songs were born from. So this is all new wave music we're listening to. Well, it's like new wave meets... 80s power pop it's like new ways meets van halen so it's like a bad. pub it's like they're still pub rockers and they're yeah. just like That's cranking perfect. out new wave songs but they're still playing the same bars right with the their new wave guys like devo with like um long hair of um uh bon jovi <laughs> if devo met bon jovi that's these songs <laughs> oh god forbid <laughs> it's awful Here's a motel. You know what that's for, right? Sleeping. Do you know the difference between a motel and a hotel? About $57, $58. It's about a difference of a continental breakfast. Uh, it's like the highways, the motorways. It's a motor hotel. Yeah, mo- motor te- right, hotel was the first, and then they said like a motorway. Right. So, like, a hotel would be in the middle of New York City, whereas a motel would be on the road to New York City. <laughs> I was watching that Medea movie with um, the one about Halloween. Which one, Boo or Boo 2? First one. All right, I've seen and both of them, full disclosure. It's when he's dressed up not as Medea, but as the, uh, gra- as the grandpa, like the yeah, uh-huh. Medea's significant other. <laughs> And there's these two old, you know, baths, and she goes... Those two are my favorite, by the way. Right. He goes, um... He goes, I'll take you to a hotel if you hoes won't care. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was so funny. I love those Harkin movies. doesn't get any tonight. Harkin will sleep. Uh, so he's he's not getting any. Right, yeah. right. He will be icing his balls. Now, who do you think has better friends? Medea or Ernest? Because I think Medea's friends are the best. Uh, Medea, definitely, because Medea's friends were her contemporaries back in the day when she was working the pole, 
But <laughs> Ernie's friends are always like eight, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? He, this guy is 11. <laughs> yeah, know? he never has really. Uh, all right, good, good call. Good answer. Now, I guess they kissed and made up because here's Harkin and uh, Sonny running together, right? Well, it's not that they had a fight or something. It's that, don't try to pull any stuff. You know, she, she's not Chatterbox, right? Don't try to pull any stuff on me. And he didn't, like a gentleman. And so now she's starting to like him, you see. Oh, okay. As a matter of fact, she decides, forget California, forget San Francisco. I'll go with you to Squaw Valley and... You could be my boyfriend, and let's see what happens. She should have moved Arkansas to San Francisco like, in 83. Uh, you did, right? No, uh, 93. No, 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 you hadn't graduated. Yeah, uh, no, I was still in. We, Carl and I know each other from New Jersey. We grew up together, and we did a public yeah. access show, of course, which you can find on YouTube as Fishburgers uh, from the 1990s. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, I uh, in 83, I was still, at, I think I just started Montclair High. That's I graduated where middle school. I don't remember Sick Vic from, the comedian Sick Vic. Yeah, I don't think, that, no, I don't know. Oh, that's right. Sick Vic said that he knew, knew me. Right. So from the high thing school. Is, Sick Vic gets up on stage and he acts like he's a maniac, who's an axe murderer kind of person. It's all his personality. But he really does have some sort of ish. Like, he's quirky. He's quirky. But. One time I was sitting with him, and I was talking to somebody else, and I mentioned your name, and he lit up. And all of wow. a sudden, he was like, boom, normal person. He goes, oh, Mike Spiegelman, I went to high school with him. He's a, So I don't know if this guy's acting. No, no, he probably, you know, I probably know Sick Vic. I just, you know, you said Mike Spiegelman. I mean, his persona on stage and off stage is he's a crazy, and I think he's really just a great actor. Because when he heard your name, he went, poof, to normal. I'm really more He heard my first and last him. name. I just know his nickname and first name, so I just need, I keep a yearbook with me, so I'll just be a quick jaunt, you know, my my head is like a yeah. sieve. Oh, here we go, full frontal, oh, I guess, yeah, yep. Full backle. Yeah, hey, um, yep. Check Adam yep. Spiegelman's um, yearbook, I think he'll be in there. Oh, well, I have the, you know, my senior year uh, also includes junior, sophomore, right, right, but that's right, tougher because right. I usually abbreviate, she's still full frontal naked talking to them. Right. The joke here is, hey, whatever. Whatever. So well, Sonny's getting jealous even though they've never slept together. Because Harkin is like, yeah, baby. Wow, this movie. We saw pubes. <laughs> Maybe it's a Merc. Did they get some Merkin? No, no. They're young. Oh, all right. You wear the Merkin when you get older is what you're saying. Uh, I do. <laughs> I have a, a 70s Merkin. It's a mustache down there. <laughs> this is... Ladies and gentlemen, Merkin Banks. <laughs> Harking back to the Merkin era. Harkin, Merkin so Banks. Now, it's got a waterbed. rented, right, they have rented like a honeymoon suite, but they didn't know it. Like he just said, he's this is the only room available. In the Notel Motel. Carl, what was that hotel that was right before the, uh, the, the, the Lincoln the Tunnel? Link okay, so I almost said the Lincoln. It was the York Motel. The York Motel. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, had the famous headline uh, billboard with perverted stuff. Well, I remember one that said like uh, "ET phone home here" or uh, uh, yeah, it was usually like "reach out and touch someone here." Yeah, yeah, you can come here all the time. It was a, the classic Notel Motel, and it was the last motel before the Lincoln Tunnel in New Jersey. Right. Well, yeah. okay, so that is it. 
image, but the real no-tell motels were the Lincoln Motel. Okay. This one in Newark, this one in Irvington. Yeah, these are places in which really just don't go unless you have some sort of agenda, some but, sort of... <laughs> but here's the thing, like, there's people who live in hotels, right? We're not, mm-hmm. I'm not judging, but I'm just saying people live in hotels. And so you go to a seedy hotel thinking it's a no-tell motel, and it's actually, you know, long-term people living Resident. there. Resident. Yeah. Yeah. So they hear you fucking, which, you know, turns me on. <laughs> well, um, it's, I guess it's old news. I just saw this movie. I don't remember the name of it. They were in Atlanta, Orlando, Florida, and it was that situation. They were residents in a no-tell motel. Yeah. Um, it's all about Disney, how she didn't go to Disney World, even though she lived right there. Wait, are you, talking about, are you talking about the movie The Florida Project? No, I don't think so. Oh, that's that's the same kind of storyline. It's about people who live in a hotel, a motel uh, yeah. next to Disneyland, Disney World. Is it a documentary kind of thing? Because this was a drama. It was a drama. It had. Um, oh, okay. It had uh, William Defoe in it. Co- it. That's it. That's it. Yeah, it's a beautiful um, movie. I think so too. Yeah. Okay, so his coat—that's Rudy, the German. Okay. And his coat was not supposed to be. He didn't get cast with that coat. He got there, and he was in the skin tight. And he says, no, my character's this German who flaunts, and he shows off, and he's a jerk. So the cameraman said, hey, I got just the coat for you, my wife's coat. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what he's... And you know, the wife's coat gets uh, residual every time this airs. (laughs) Still. Yeah, she backed up the Minx truck. Yeah, this yeah, right, and killed a bunch of rats, rodents, raccoons, you know. So Harkin is like, I've seen you on the circuit, you're the greatest and then the German is like eh, like blows them off. So now I know <laughs> oh, they're turning around. Sonny freaks out. Yeah, Sunny. The women are beautiful. But also intelligent. Rotate on this, you Nazi bastard. Hey, <laughs> hi, and nice coat. Uh, there he is, American right. Werewolf in London. Oh, yeah, well, what's his name? Norton, right? Right, the only famous person in this movie, David Norton. Uh-huh. David Norton, yeah. This is after Werewolf in London, so he's super famous here. And he also at this time had that, I'm a pepper, you're a pepper. Didn't, didn't like to be a pepper. I always thought he had that campaign before American Werewolf in London. Uh, yeah, he, no, you're right, he did. But they, they but kept it going. This, <clears throat> I'm saying he was famous from that and American Werewolf in London. So right. why did he choose this film? I don't know. You know, he's also famous because he's uh, someone who was in the spotlight and disappeared. And people go, what, what happened? He could have been That's hot. Right. But, he's you know. back, but yep, he did. He's not in, in the uh, public eye. <laughs> What's your name, David? Not in the problem guy. Hey, Carl, I just got a I just got a call from the Mayo Clinic. It's good news. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my mayonnaise hasn't expired. I just need to squirt a little lemon juice in there. Keep it fresh, <laughs> excellent, smart. Yeah. I find if you you have to cut off the top layer because it's dried from the air, and then you squirt a little lemon juice and stir. Well, that's another way. Hey, Carl, I wanted to mention while we're in the midst of this movie, there was a uh, uh, article in Ad Age that came out uh, on November sixteenth. YouTube is now showing ad-supported Hollywood movies. 
Last oh, month, YouTube quietly began showing ad-supported movies for the first time, giving viewers access to Hollywood titles including The Terminator and Legally Blonde uh-huh. for free. The platform started promoting the free feature-length movie in the movie section of the site in October, where it sold movies and shows for years. Consumers could buy the latest blockbusters and primetime TV shows to YouTube as they might on Apple iTunes and Amazon Pride, but there was never a free option to watch in the movies in exchange for commercial interruptions. We saw this opportunity based on user demand beyond just offering paid movie. Can we do ad-supported movie free to the user, said uh, our good friend from YouTube, who we love YouTube. It also presents a nice opportunity for advertisers. So it goes on a bit. So that we actually gotcha. stumbled onto it. So we stumbled onto it with Biodome. Uh, with hackers. Bio- and, and Biodome. Right. And Biodome. Absolutely. Yeah. But you're right, it was hackers. And the thing, Biodome was on my mind because there's also a squirrel in this movie. There's a what in this movie? A guy named Squirrel. Interesting, because Polly Shore's character was named Squirrel, nicknamed Squirrel. Right. Or Squirrely, really, but yeah. But his name Listen, was Dale, like Chip and Dale. Okay, yeah, here we go. We're at a bar. <laughs> okay, this is a wet t shirt contest. Oh, good. Was the infamous scene. Like in real life, this wasn't really. I mean, they were filming, there were three cameras, but in real life, these are not actors. Oh. They're local people from Squaw Valley. They are acting, don't get me wrong, and they did takes and everything, but this was a real party. And all the actors, believe it or not, they have reunions for this. They had a 20th reunion and a 30th reunion. Oh, great. He's garbage. They're, everybody's so into it. It's such a cult. So anyway, that's all they ever talk about. Um, let me just read you some. Remember the German guy with the coat? Sure. He was hysterical. He goes, it was right after Porky's, which had a lot of nudity, and they're just kind of pushing the envelope. One of the craziest days of my entire life was the day we shot the wet t-shirt contest. That was a free-for-all I never experienced since in the movie business. And then Marvin, the guy who wrote this film, right, he goes, the real wife life wet t-shirt contest happened in Park City, Utah, the World Cup in 1974. We're in the city citadel of Mormonism. It degenerated into a complete orgy on the stage. It was crazy. Four or five guys blowing saxophones, stripped to their waist, spandex pants. The movie version was tame compared to really what happened. Wow. Well, we just watched girls getting their t-shirts wet. Yeah. Yeah. And the action you're seeing on screen is pretty much real. Like, those girls taking off his shirt, Yeah. that wasn't they were just having a party. Yeah, that, that happened to be filmed, and now we're watching it on YouTube. That's right. Yeah. See those boobs? Seriously, though, think about the time, right? Right. It's the 80s, and boobs are coming out. It's okay. The 70s had just happened. Uh, here we go. Local boobs. Yeah, they're local boobs. That's right. So this That's is... why they're not perfectly shaken. Yeah. And for more information, check out hashtag me too. Oh man, you're yeah. so I watched nineteen eighty three Mike. Oh yeah, what I would say when this movie came out, I'd be like, Oh my yeah. god. god. They're so great. Yeah, this movie rules. Yeah, now I'm like, are these locally sourced? Right. You're somebody's daughter. Mike, you had no filter. You were like, Where is my shame? You okay, all right. So in nineteen eighty three I had no shame. shame. I had no filter and now <laughs> I'm wearing a, a mask to, come, yeah, to filter yeah, everything. like a cigarette. You got so much filter. <laughs> All right, so we're just partying. I've, now, I've been having this in the background. They, 
Yeah. When they first cut the film, the, the, the director got fired from it because he made it a three and a half hour movie, and what? 45 minutes of it was this party. <laughs> He got so, fired after that screening. That's so funny. You know, I, I have, uh, I, I mentioned this last week and I mention it every time. I wish I knew the book, uh, but the producer of The Mosquito Coast and Truman Show, uh, who's right. a real professional producer, and he wrote a memoir and he wrote a, a chapter about producing Hot Dog the Movie, saying that was one of his big mistakes because he financed it himself with using his own money. With his house. Yeah, with his house, which is yeah. not the way you produce. If you ever seen the Jay Moore TV show Action, you know you don't use you use other people's money. But uh, he, yeah, he nearly lost his house on this movie, and he had nothing right. to do with the sequel. When they came out of that screening, that three and a half hour movie, mm -hmm. he was always seriously having chest pains, chest pains. It wasn't a heart attack; it was like palpitations. He's like, I got my, I did my, and I hit Mike. This Mike guy was like Ed. You didn't just see the movie. Give me, just fire him, put me in the editing uh -huh. room, I'll give you your movie. Interesting. I'm pretty sure Mike uh, was responsible for Hamburger, the movie. I was always under the impression that, that the writer of Hot Dog uh, directed and wrote Hamburger. Well, you know, you could be right. It's just that... I would think the internet would have told me that. Um, well, I'm, I'm sick of it. While we talk, I'm, of course, going to our good friend. Here we go. Yeah. He worked on, oh, by the way, uh, this guy's playing a horrible song. You should listen. Oh, well, let's and rock And he'll never play again for the rest of the film. Wishes came into my Haru. 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 Right. See, originally the film took place in Aspen, Colorado, mm -hmm. and his character was in love with John Denver. He only cared about skiing and meeting John Denver, and he was going to do that in the film, but it got rewritten. And this is the only thing that survived from that character. This, this, uh, is this supposed to be John Denver? Well, he'll mention wanting to meet John Denver, but it's really... Oh. It's his own song, but it's really just to say... I can't do it. Let's cement the relationship between these two. My ears are... They're not just doing it, they're also in love. Oh, well, thank God. Okay, here we go. Hamburger, the motion picture. Mike Marvin. <clears throat> Mike Marvin, director. Well, that's great. He worked on the scripts for Legend of the Fall, Predator. He sold Kenny Rogers a vehicle called Six Pack. He helped yeah. create Better Off Dead. We saw the the spy with the cold nose directed Six Pack, the director of that film. Oh, Six Pack, gotcha. Um, I didn't know he. I guess I did know Hamburger the movie, but the internet didn't remind me of that. Yeah, because I don't think that that esteemed direct, uh, producer had anything to do with this film after he made his money back, which he did. Uh, is he gonna? He is did. he full frontal? I oh, know his underwear. This um, is pretty good. We're not seeing his dog. It's eighties. Right, but tidy whities You get to see his buns, and you get to see him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, we see the bulge. Yeah. But we leave to the imagination. That's uh, twenty-four I mean, minutes into the film. Are you guys taking yeah. count? Now he's going to pretend to fall asleep, and she's going to be like, you don't fall asleep on me two nights in a row. And now they finally do it. Oh, so he's going to pop open an eye. He's like, I'm up. <laughs> and they get to sleep on it, have sex on a waterbed. Oh, she's just taking you know, her own this, clothes. This made $38 million. It surprised everybody. It wasn't supposed to. The critics hated it. Its box office was great. Yeah, you know, Siskel and Ebert watched this scene of this topless woman jumping on him. And they're like, yeah, 
garbage. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the audience is like, yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, he's touching her. Very passionate. Oh, there it goes. Well, there yeah. were no internet. There was no internet and thus no internet pornography. So yeah, we talked about this before. One of the ways as a younger person you got to see anything was going to this stuff. And then not in just the theater. It shows up on the premium channels and also on video cassette. Laserdisc. Uh, yes, but, you know, like, the Internet is so readily accessible, right? right. Back then, we had you had your one tape. Right. Your old friend, you know. Right. Yeah, you know, I okay. get you. It's the next day they're at Squaw Valley, of course, and it's the qualifying run. And Werewolf in London is like, damn, that's a hot time. There's Squirrel. We just met Squirrel. So who's skiing? Are these the actual actors, or are they just like stunt skiers? Oh, no, no, it's not the actors. These are <laughs> real, for real as skiers on the circuit who were hired, and Mike Marvin knew them all. They were his buddies. Huh. As a matter of fact, none of the main actors could ski. None of them. Wow. So this Patrick Hauser, who is uh, Harkin, he went up there a week early for ski lessons, but he just never looked comfortable yeah. So, yeah. They well, I would be scared shitless. Even stand on the... Skiing is a young man's sport because at a certain age you go, do I really want to fucking break my leg on this hit? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Because the speeds are going and... Yeah. Okay, like this is the very first scene they ever filmed. Okay. Okay. He's just pouring himself with some gin. Yeah, because he's, he's... The dog, the hair of the dog that bit him. And he's offering it to Innocent Harkin who goes, no, no. So, uh, one of the people we're going to meet here, her name's Lynn Wyland, and she's such a good skier, she, like, sort of earned herself um, a talking part. Let's see, where is she? A member of the United States Freestyle Ski Team, 79 to 81. Yeah, 1981 U.S. Morning, champion man. in Ariel. 1981 U.S. Canadian champion in Bogle. So, what uh, happens, this is the first day they're shooting ever, and... The guy introduces her, says, this is banana pants. It just wasn't in the line or anything. Right. But they were like, okay, cut, print it. That's your name, banana pants. <laughs> so she calls him banana pants? No, he calls. He's introducing. He's like, oh, I see banana pants. There she is. Okay. And, well, I'm watching the Japanese guys with the uh, oh, and slash it. Slash it. Uh, headband. Say hi yeah, hi he doesn't pants. speak any hey, English. Huh? All right. Good, huh? Well, Harkin here is going to put the fear of God into Rudy. What's funny is, in garbage. real life, he doesn't speak a lick of Japanese. He fooled everybody on the set. Uh, this guy right now. To get the job in the audition, he yeah, lied and said he knew Japanese. He grew up in Japan. That's crazy. All right, so we're, we're waiting to hear more from him. They're still talking to him. Here we go. Let's see if he says anything. Well, then let's climb aboard in an orderly fashion. Spread out. All right. They're all going to go party. All Why right. my hotel phone ringing? Don't answer it. No, answer it. So I can, I can cover for you. All right. <laughs> well, we're going, Hello? yeah, we're going up to skis. How come it didn't pick up? That's a... Hello? Is it room Hi. service? All right, they're on top of the mountain, and they can't wait to go yeah, skiing. Yeah, everything's great. Thank you so much. You too. Bye-bye now. That's just Southern hospitality. She just wanted to make sure that everything was cool. Of what? I checked in. Yeah. Uh, 
the 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 concierge who's outside like who the fuck is talking on the phone and using our wi-fi what the fuck everything okay sir okay this is a playboy playmate of the year finally uh, shannon tweed yes he's very famous you know girl yes he's a cult uh, cult actor right she used this film basically as a stepping stone to dozens of other films but I think it's most funny that today she's married to that monster Gene Simmons. Yeah, which she's in the reality show a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well. Uh, I have no opinion on that. I hope she's all right. So they're meeting her, and it's basically like, come to my party tonight. And she's like falling in love with Harkin. So she's like, bring him. And then... American Werewolf in London guy's like, he's taken, you know. He has a friend. And she uh-huh. goes, well, bring her too. Oh, that's Wait. sweet. She's so hot. You know, that harkens back to Deheim or Chivalry. <laughs> and proper etiquette. Chivalry the, is Fred. So every time they turn around and go skiing, it's a stunt double. Yeah, oh, yeah. So Werewolf will be like, hey. He has a friend, Swoosh, and they cut to like Tony uh, fucking Hawk of the skis. That's true. It really is true. Let's see here. I've got something written up on that. Who's there? Is Sean White there? Who who, who are famous skiers? Uh, Mark Spitz? <laughs> I don't know who's famous. <laughs> no, no, he's guy, a right? swimmer. But they must Every be famous sport skier. has one famous skier, and skiing doesn't seem... One famous athlete, and skiing doesn't seem to have that. Well, it'd have to be Olympic or something like that. Right. But usually that's, you become like a super hot celebrity and then it just, that's it. Where is my, the actors can't, oh, here it is. Um, Rieger couldn't ski a lick, that's the German. And one scene on a bit of a slope, he delivers one of his haughty, arrogant, cocky lines. He goes to ski off and he trips and he hits the first roulette. They all fell over. Shannon Tweed couldn't even stand up when she had her ski boots on. People were holding her by the legs, acting as a base for her. Forget about her putting on her skis. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I would be totally like Sharon Tweed, which I am anyway, but uh, I would not be able to even balance myself on those things. I wouldn't sh- I wouldn't be Sharon skis because it's, uh, you know, it's for your specific foot. She doesn't wear tweed. You find that ironic? Yeah, Shannon doesn't wear tweed. Yeah. Here we go. Speaking of going downhill, they are all skiing downhill. I was talking about the joke. This is some like. Here we go. I tell you, tweed is wasted on the tweed. This is like maybe like uh, who is it like? Um, fuck, Dave Edmonds or like there was a, there was one point in like new wave music where it was kind of like pub rocky, like uh, oh, I'll think of uh, yeah, gotta Dave be Edmonds cruel to be kind. You know, Nick. Pub rocky. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Video Killed the Radio Star was not the Buggles originally. It was a band that Trevor Horn was in from the Buggles. And their version was like a pop rocky, like a pub rock type song. Who what do I tell them? You know, that type of thing. Boy, I'm going to Google that. Yeah. YouTube it. That sounds... It's actually a cover of... No, it's uh, it's serviceable. It's, it's, you know, Don Henley or... um, Mm-hmm. It. it was a Beaver Brown band. You know who I'm talking about? <laughs> the yeah. fuck? John Fogarty. Huey Newton. An error in rock I just wish had never happened. 
So I'm sure there's some. We're watching skiing scenes right now, and boy, they are sure hot dogging. This now movie that's really banana pants. She's not an actress. Oh yeah. Who's wearing yellow pants? The actors who were doing stunts only ever got to do one take because they would pay by the stunt. Right. So if well, you messed up, it wasn't in the film. Because we're watching some pretty crazy stunts for such a casual ski downhill. They're doing some pretty elaborate shit. Well, they're the most excellent, I mean, according to the script. This the reminds me of, like, you ever see Heavenly Bodies as an 80s movie where these girls open up their own aerobics class? School on the sure. But all they do is they aerobicize, you know, like from the eighties and uh it's just mm-hmm. footage of them exercising. So, so here this, we are. Uh, Edward Feldman, the producer. Okay. He he was out to dinner with Mike Marvin in nineteen eighty two in this Tahoe City, you know, where oh look at him flipping up. Yeah, he's down. he's fallen. He's like the last three jokes of mine. Um so he was recounting all of his adventures in the ski movies between, uh, you know, and skiing between 72 and 76. And, and so it was Ed Feldman who was like, put your adventures into a script from the point of view of competitor and we've got a movie. And so that's exactly what he did. Yes. And, and uh, thank God. Here we are enjoying the fruits of his spoil. Oh. <laughs> that's uh, one of the rare scenes. Sne- oh, there he is in, China, in Japanese. Yeah. I cranked off. So what, they're like scheming already? And that jump was totally awesome. Oh. No, they're just talking about good old days. We're seeing dumb jokes. What, like the Japanese guy karate chopping the uh, <laughs> yeah. the shelled pretzel? Judo peanut. chops peanut. <laughs> open it. <laughs> Banana pants. Banana pants to booze. Snake legs. Banks. The Bonner's very flat. That's the best uh, place of the course, right? Like the, the skier's lounge? Well, he had the best qualifying run. He's one of the inners. Yeah. Okay, here comes the villain. Like, finally, the, it's kind of a he's kind of a bad guy. Yeah, he he's is got kind of bold. Who is qualified? Here's John Hamm. They all. There he goes. Whoop! Crazy that. guys. Hey, gang. Arkin's on. Wamakadaki. The guy's listening to his Walkman in the background. Come back here, God Yeah, that's all he does throughout the whole film. That's his joke. His name is Walkman. I miss that. I miss knowing references. <laughs> I miss knowing. That's why it's great to watch old films. Yeah, because I'm okay, like, so I know what Walkmans are. Here now we've got plot set up. Okay. okay. There's skiing rings around the European, but the Europeans are getting first, second, and third, and it's, you know, German TV is sponsoring this thing, so it's, like, obvious. Oh, that they got to win, that the Europeans... Yeah. Yeah. This comes from his real-life experience. Where is it? Mike Marvin. When I was at World Freestyle Skiing, Freestyle Skiing Association, the boys from the U.S. were really hot. The Germans, French, Australians were coming in 12th, 13th, 14th. We got to Europe, and suddenly the Germans started placing second, third. German television paid for a lot of those events. That was the basis of the plot. Obviously, rigged scores. It's so important anyway, right? I mean, who gives a shit? The guy's gig. They think it's history. Well, I mean, unless it qualifies you to the Olympics, then who gives a shit? 
Uh, here it is, James Sato, who played Kendo, couldn't speak Japanese. He had everybody fooled for the first three weeks. The first the three audition, weeks? Asked, <laughs> yeah. At the audition, they asked me if I could speak Japanese. I don't speak any of it, but all the guys at the table were white guys, so I thought, eh, they never know the difference. Wow. I just said any household words in Japanese I knew from growing up. Wow. Um, so he goes, when I got the part, I had a friend translate my lines. But during the course of the shooting, a part, my part got bigger. The director would say, Jimmy, can you say this? And I'd go, oh, yeah, sure. Uh, when are we going to shoot? And they'd say about 30 minutes. So he would ski down to the lodge and call his friend. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, this is definitely vintage with the, with the local uh, topless. You could be in the movie. You got to take your shirt off. And, <laughs> yeah. and then, of course, him. Wow. I guess the 1983 me would still be like, wow, I saw a muff, you know? Yeah. Well, right now, she just took a pill of speed, and he's like, you don't need that. And, you know, like, oh, she they're did. hardly boyfriend and girlfriend, and she, he's already like... Well, what was it? Here we go. What difference does it make? What was it? Well, I don't like it. Well, tough. What do you think? We spend one night together and you own me? That's the speed talking. That's just the speed talking. Yeah, that's just the speed talking. <laughs> they shoot this movie twice as fast now. They're, they're at a party. <laughs> it's 78. Uh, yeah, this is um, a party at Shannon Tweed's house. Oh. They were invited. And they were like, bring your friend, remember? Right, so that's the reason why she's taking speed is because she feels awkward at this event. Well, she doesn't know anything about it. Right now, Shannon is going to come on very hard to Harkin. And oh, let's hear it. I like Shannon. You were terrific today, Harkin. I haven't seen a steer like you in years. And I've seen them all. I'll bet you have. Oh, she's such a cat. Oh, zing. Oh, I like that. The like. Cat fight. Cat fight. Wow, they must go to the same hairdresser. Yeah, it's called 80s. <laughs> he was in line too so much shimmer off his hair it's like the, the lighting is blinding me might as well <laughs> be bold smile. Shannon Tweed she wasn't in the love boat right that's always somebody else who played Sydney or the little, I would doubt it because yeah. being a playmate brought her to fame and that was 81 huh. actually I guess love boat was kind of old then but was still around all right, we're partying in our sweaters. Check out those fucking ski and sweaters. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's well, it's not Aspen. It's it's ski culture. Ski culture. Yeah. It's all authentic Mike Marvin. That Mike Marvin, he's bringing in the craft. Nothing better, Carl, than having a fucking skateboarder or a ski guy fucking write his memoirs and get it on film. Squirrel just stole everything. Took all the shrimps. Jumbo uh -huh. prawn. That's an oxymoron. Empty shrimp plate, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> There's Rudy. Yeah. Our big enemy. There's Kyoto. Let's see if he talks. Oh. Yeah. This music. Oh, no. He's Hunter. Jealous. Jealous. He's going to get boozed up. Okay, now. Um, oh, no, yeah. not now. This is wow. Squirrel. This is a nice place. I no, like movies Squirrel like this. just forgot about the audition. Okay, I have this quote. Check this out. Okay. 
uh, the audition was basically improv. There wasn't much of a script. I kind of forgot about it. Months later, I got a call from my agent. He said, we've got an offer for you in this feature film. I thought it was a mistake because he had mixed me up with a client, another client before. <laughs> Adrian Zamed. He thought it was Boris uh, Karloff, uh, Pickett, Boris Pickett. I, should I get that? Is that a reference? I Yeah, that was, uh, we did uh, that surf movie. It's a pop-pop world or oh, something, uh, whatever yeah. it's called. He, 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 sings, he sings the Monster Mash, but he's actually like a blonde little uh, young surfer guy. Well, he was, no, he, I know who you're talking about now, the author of Monster Mash. He was broad-shouldered. He was dark hair. He was like a, a thug Was he dark hair? Yeah, I guess. But he, yeah, but he was definitely like young. He wasn't like, yeah. I, always, I always mistake him for like a Bela Lugosi type. So she now slips him a Mickey. Um... Okay, so she's, she's actually going to date rape him. And she that's always a part of your show. Okay, here we go. Listen, you hear that? That's Duran Duran. Yeah. That, that's a money for that. No, they were unknown at the time. They were probably like, we have to get our music into America somehow. How about teen comedies? They're popular. <laughs> Oh, that was our Japanese friend. Yeah, well, those soundtracks and TV during the eighties, soundtracks were big. Top Gun and yeah. uh, you know, Kenny Loggins, Fla- Kenny Loggins, Flashdance, Highway to Footloose, Footloose. But any uh, any movie, like if you had uh, Beverly Hills Cop, you had The Heat Is On, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Funny yep. Sisters. So these movies were making a quick buck. I'm sure the soundtrack was out as well. So this squirrel, right? He goes five or six later after the movie came out. I was a snow. I was at in line at Snowbird. A bunch of twenty somethings came up to me, and one guy goes, "Dude, it's squirrel!" Next thing you know, there was a mob around me. I guess it's cult. I guess maybe they mistook him for polystyrene biodome. You know how those twenty somethings are. They're like, whatever. Yeah, that's cool. Oh my God, Whoa. more boobs. Those are Playboy-level tits. She's, I think she's seducing him, Carl. He got flipped to Mickey, by the way. Oh, so but he's Rahufenold. Wow. He look very... Wow, that's suggestive. What, her bending over like that? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he doesn't look very hypnotized. Oh, look at Squirrel go. Squirrel. Cut back to him. I wonder what's happening. Oh, there she is. <laughs> Wow, that's some Mickey. I'm going to kiss you, but hold on. Let me just go. I want to. Do you want to put on something more comfortable? No, I want to get my hair done. I'll be right back. Yeah, right. Oh, that was pretty uh, hardcore. Oh, there he is, dancing like a robot. Or oh, dancing. Oh, don't, don't. And the thing is, he's American. Yes, he's from a Japanese heritage. So he's doing all his Japanese stereotypes. Right. And tricking everybody. Yeah. Well, all the women are topless. Really yeah. Jesus Christ. Whoa. But I bet you that's not what Gene Simmons is seeing. I mean, the weird years do it. have a toll. I'm sure Gene Simmons saw that and said, I, I'm going to marry her. Then he goes, gets... And then unfortunately he did. He said, what the hell? This is false advertising. I can't, yeah, that's... Uh, I, th- I think I watched a lot of that reality show, or I watched at least two episodes. He opened the car wash he at one did? point. Yeah. I saw this one, he had an adult toy, like... Stuck to his hand. 
and he had to go to a wedding. I don't know if it's real. That's so kind of fake. I know there's some story about his son is a cartoonist, and there's uh, there was outcries of plagiarism, and there was like a little controversy about that. But mm-hmm. other than that, you know, I don't know if they're still married. To be honest with you, uh, but. I do know, of course, you do know about his Fresh Air interview, of course, with Terry Gross. Fresh Air interview with Terry Gross. Yeah. Listen, if it's Gene Simmons, I flip the channel, so no, tell me. Uh, He say he's, you know, she's a PBS, not PBS, NPR kind of other statement. He was just basically talking to him about what's between her legs. You know, I I forget. Oh, being a dick. Yeah. Mm. The thing is, Kiss, I never thought, deserved what they had had kiss is not a quality band and well i'm not i'm not going to say otherwise but i mean it was the whole they scanned their way to the top look first of all they're out of detroit strike one (laughs) (laughs) detroit rock city right is that what you're trying to say the second thing is they were wearing that makeup so it was a live pub band like um trick like a Okay, let me put it this way. Kiss's first album ever was live, a live album. That tells you they were a road show, not a musician. Not They're a genuine musician. musicians that don't need the Their studio to show. Yeah, I know. The songs were horrible. Man. Oh, man, I can't believe we're talking about Kiss during all these scenes. Yeah, uh, big mistake, right? Yeah. <laughs> what a way to kill Joy. So he's, he's Mickey, and they're, they're really doing it, I guess. In a hot tub, gross. Like the thing is, is it really date rape? I mean, yeah, he got Mickey, but come on, he's totally into it. Not, a, yeah, I see what you're saying, but uh, if he's not coherent of what's going on, it's, and also like the intentions are bad, at least he should know they, that you know. I mean, if he was into it, you didn't need to do it, so he wasn't into it. Now here's Sunny, innocent. Yeah. No idea what's going on. Just me and my towel. <gasps> Hedonism. What? What? I didn't. I don't remember having sex in the bathtub while you watched. <laughs> that was his hedonism, and then their hedonism. You know, he, that guy should just go check himself into a rehab clinic if that's his excuse. I don't remember having sex in the hot tub while you watched. Right. Yeah. Oh, let's see what's going on. Well, she's trying to get them back to get him back. Oh. And it's supposed to be so steamy, you can't see any pee-pee. So he's, he had sex and then he went into the steam room? Uh-huh. Now that's... Oh, no, the German pee. guy. That's our German oh, friend, yeah. These very, very old friends here. Now I think the German guy is faking his accent, too. He is? What? No, he, yes. No, he could really speak German, it's true, but he, t- he lied, too. He went to the interview, and there were all these competitors there. And so he's like, yes, I'm, I'm German. I'm from Germany. He was, okay, here it is. Oh, all I right. grew up in Germany. I played soccer. Then I got into skiing. I went to the University of blah, blah, blah. The first day we were sitting around the dinner table, somebody said, would you like some more d'oeuvres? And I said, yeah, give me some of that. Everybody <laughs> goes, wait a minute. <laughs> what happened yeah. to your accent? What happened to your accent? He got caught. Huh. So he does speak German from his heritage, but he is a tricker. All right. Too. Yeah. I bet you the Japanese guy was like, "How could you?" 
Yeah, he must have been shocked as well. Oh, now they're getting it on. In a steam room? That's gross. Oh, no, he's giving a, a, that massage to no longer massages. It's a strictly platonic massage. <laughs> in between her legs? Oh, is that what he's... That's, that's too steamy in here. Literally steamy. Okay, finally, some uh, ski footage. That guy got hurt, so he gets a free sled ride down the hill. All the skiing in this movie is real. They are pros, and they know what they're doing. One-shot pros. That's all we need in this movie. This movie wasn't meant to be watched twice, right? It was just meant to, like... Agree. Hit the theater, make its money, go away, and it's never gone away. Well, the fact that they had a 20th reunion... Yeah. And then it was so successful they had a 30th reunion. Yeah. It never went away. I think I have stuff about that. What other ski movies? There was Better Off Dead where they had a ski race at the end. Right. They must have been. And also the the follow-up movie from that director was called One Crazy Summer. And he had like a regatta race at the end, like like a yacht race. Right. That was when he used to draw and it would come to life. Yeah, right, right. And uh, there must um, have been other the 20th, ski movies. Uh, the 20th anniversary in 20th reunion in 2004, Rowdy ended just like the movie with Patrick Hauser, Harkin Banks on fans' shoulders, spraying beer. As <laughs> uh, uh, Squirrely says, at the 20th reunion, you would have thought we were the Rolling Stones. There were security guards everywhere. Huh. 150 people could, who couldn't get in were lining up at the door. TV stations from Sacramento to San Francisco, and we were just looking at each other, shaking our heads. This will never die. We'll be on oxygen bottles and walkers. They'll be calling us up there. Wow, yeah. Well, the new generation will can't wait to see uh, Hot Dog the movie. It's <laughs> You know, vegans hate this movie. <laughs> Soy Dog the movie. They made a movie for, they made a, a Soy Dog for a movie. <laughs> That's right. It's, um, tofu the. Uh, wait, there's field sausages. What? There's There are these famous. Jimmy Dean? Vegetarian. Oh, well, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like Hattonfield's field sausages. There are famous. Yeah, Sunnyfield or some shit like that. Right. When you have a sausage, there's that fennel seed in there. So that's all they got to do to trick you to right. anything is sausage. Oh, that's why I love potato chips. They could be like fat-ass meat potato chips, but all you need is smoke flavor for bacon, right? Mm-hmm. Fennel for uh, sausage. Just connotates it. It's still nasty, though. I'm sorry, man. I don't mind eating soy, but you're going to create a fucking veggie dog. I'm going to pass on it. I tried it, and yeah, it's passable. I mean, you take a bite, and you go, this is pretty cool. I like the way the world works. And then you go, like, well, I got the rest of this fucking dog to eat, at least with, like, a hot dog. You know it's bad, and that's why it's so good, you know? Like, it's greasy for every bite. Every bite's like a meat mischoice, and then you finish it. Well, hot dogs get all mixed up with frankfurters, you know what I mean? And turkey, chicken byproduct. I like the Angus beef hot dog. Okay, so here's our one-trick pony. He doesn't hear the guy because his headphones are on. Right, okay. <clears throat> okay, finally, there's a plot point. If you're starting a position. Okay, okay. Why don't you turn that down? One joke actor. 
Well, that's what I want to be when the new Police Academy reboot happens. I want to be Cadet Twitter. Uh, and all I this. do is I tweet. He's dancing on his skis. Yeah. Now, look, you're looking at something very bizarre, but it's not a joke for the movie. Okay. This is called ballet. <laughs> this is what the competition is? People were like, I, I don't... It's a lot more interesting than just going downhill. It's like finger skating. Okay, so but downhill. in the early 80s, freestyle as a World Cup event was composed of three events. Moguls, aerials, ballet. When freestyle became an Olympic event, the first two were made into separate disciplines, and the ballet was mercilessly put to pasture. Whoa, he's doing a flip on his ski! This was a real event. They would finger skate down the hill. I'm telling you, it's much more interesting. Like At least it gives you the time to stand there and watch something. Before right. it goes by you. They would play music, too. Gotta reach for the stars. Do, do, do. Right. Gotta reach for your dreams. Yeah, you can't have a skis thing without that music. Look at this. It's so fuck. I, you know, I take back equestrian dancing. I think that sounds better than this. That's <laughs> horses? <laughs> yeah, you know, that the like Romneys did that. <laughs> like when the horse counts to three. Yeah. <laughs> the worst. You're talking about the dance thing. They go sideways. Yeah, yeah. As a word, the after parties are terrible because they'll hear a song and they'll be like, "This is my jam." Clap, clap, Head side, side, head side, side and ninny, and ninny, and drop a couple apples. That's my horse dancing. <laughs> Electric slide. You like my dance? What's with the long face? It's a party. <laughs> it's a party. It's oh crab apples. <laughs> it's a party. Why the long face? Oh, you're Love. just jealous of him. Well, he's no unicorn. Why? I don't see why you're 